Clear your wave modulation to maximum. Request open comm channel. Prepare for transmission from RPGMP3.com. Hey everybody, it's John here. You may know me as Thistledown John on the forums. I've got a game here that I ran recently at a convention. Uh, it was actually it was back in the spring. A convention um, here locally in St. Louis called Fear the Con. It's put out by the guys who run the Fear the Boot podcast. And uh, this was Fear the Con six. I ran a game of Chill. Chill is a is an old horror game put out in the in the early to mid eighties by a company named Pace Setter. Been a couple of versions. I ran the old Pace Setter version. I can't tell you how much fun I've had with Chill over the years. We started playing it way back then, and we played probably, I don't know, a hundred or more adventures of chill over the years with, with my group of people that I play with. So it's great fun for us, and it's it's great fun to run. It It's not as, I don't know that I want to say it's light, I mean, a little more lighthearted, but maybe that's the right word than like Call of Cthulhu or some of the darker horror games that are out now. Yeah, if you're not familiar with it, think of a... Uh, Think of anything from like a hammer horror film to, uh, to some of the, uh, the scary movies that you might have seen that came out of the eighties. That's the kind of thing that, uh, that you usually wind up doing in chill. I played it with a, uh, a group of friends. You'll probably recognize Dan, who's a regular with the Thistledown Gamers and some other friends of mine who run the Ideology of Madness site, the podcast, Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. It's a comic book comic book podcast and it's really a good one so if you want to keep up on things that are going on in the comic book world you might want to hop over to ideologyofmadness.com and take a listen we also do some uh there's some actual plays over there too i've been in on a few of those knights of rainsborough is a superhero actual play that goes on over there and it's it's really good and i think aaron the host of that is going to start posting some things um over here at rpgmp3.com at least we hope so we get our fingers crossed so anyway take a listen to uh chill and uh, I hope you like it. Thanks for listening. Right. Welcome to the Chill Game. Woo! Woo! You're taking a long look back into history, the history of gaming, all the way back to the 80s. So we've gone back. So tell us a little future. bit about Chill. When was it? Okay. It was, uh, it was first, uh, first published in 1984, I believe, by Pacesetter Limited, who was actually... A couple of people, it came out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, which is the same place that original D&D came out of. <laughs> and I believe that a couple of the guys that formed Pace Setter actually did some work for, you know, the, the old, old Dungeons and Dragons back in the 80s, and they got this idea, wouldn't it be fun to make a horror role-playing playing game? And that's how Chill came out. <laughs> it went through another iteration in 1990, a second edition by another company, Mayfair. Who also did the old DC Heroes role playing game? That's a good set. And a few others. Um, did you notice he pulled his screen over because a little bit of light was getting through? <laughs> 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 you made Jack. But uh, this is the old version, and it's a lot uh, less rules intensive compared to the second edition, and it's it's fun. So the book I purchased online is probably second edition. Yes, but that's a good game too. What did it look, you know what the cover looked like? Mm, didn't look like that. Didn't look like yeah. that. So yeah, not a box set? No, I, mean, I got me the other RPG, PDF, whatever. R- RPG Now. RPG Now.com, something like that. Yeah. Um, it, it had a default campaign setting uh, back then. You, you played 
members of an agency called SAVE, the Societas Alba Veritas. I can't remember the E. But they were okay, groups I can't of. Remember the yeah, they were groups of monster hunters, you know, who collected lore on on all of the uh, incursions into the world from the unknown, as it was called. Oh, and they were the old Warehouse Thirteen. Got it. Yeah, kind of, sort of like. So when you ran when you ran a home campaign in Chill, you know, it was fun to create save envoys, as they called them. And, you know, that was kind of your deal. It was almost like, you know, it was very similar to the Supernatural TV show oh, okay. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, there were cells all over the country. Yes. And you, you, you drove around with a trunk full of steaks and guns and holy water and garlic and silver bullets. My other campaigns, they thought I was crazy to get the like shotgun. You it. <laughs> but this involves none of that. Okay. So. Okay. Um... Let's talk about what we're going to do. Like you read in the blurb, the year is 1870. <clears throat> and you all are going to play members of the Crowsley Expedition, which has uh, gone to Egypt to explore, actually discover and explore, the ancient tomb of the black pharaoh, Kantuk. Um, Lord Albert Crowsley, the leader of your expedition, a very... Uh, well-to-do Englishman set everything up. Um, and you all were, like I said, members of the expedition. So let's talk about what characters we've got here that you can choose from. Um, these characters are all Americans. I have Dr. James Cranston, an archaeologist. We have Reg Blake, a bodyguard and was security for the expedition. Dr. Henry Stanfield, doctor, medical doctor. Then we have Dr. Samantha Winters. She is a historian. And Kate Sinclair, a journalist who went along to document the expedition. Now, these characters that you'll see here are uh, very bare bones. I mean, they're a list of attributes and a list of skills. And uh, that's essentially... All I've put together for him. You feel free to develop whatever sort of personality you'd like to develop. The uh, your skills are rated with a score. That's okay. I wanted the dumb guy <laughs> because whenever I play a doctor or you know hair trigger and I'm supposed to be a genius, <laughs> doesn't really work out for me. Yeah, the genius, the genius plan went home and you stayed here. Yeah. So system wise, your your skills have a score next to them and. That is generally a number that you try to roll less than or equal to on a pair of percentile dice. It's pretty much just that simple. Um, and there's a chart on the back of the sheet, which is a copy for you, but I'll be using it to adjudicate the results of what you attempt to do. Okay. Is it the base that you're trying to beat or the score, the score. that you're trying to beat? Okay. So if you've got something that's over 100, yes. how does that work? Um, there are the chart, if you look on the back, you see that chart, and across the top, you will see what's uh, gotcha. called an attack margin. Mm-hmm. You'll, you can find your your number mm-hmm. in the small number ranges up there, and it gives you a column on the chart to roll against. Mm-hmm. So it goes up to 136 plus. Gotcha. There are also modifiers. 
So if I if it's really hard, I might say you're at minus forty for this task. So you right. subtract forty from your uh, okay. skill and then try to roll it. Okay. Wow, I Does that really affect well. your base though? When you with, you, with the modifier, do you still look at the, the attack margin with the modifier? You you do whatever nice. you modify for. It. Okay. It's so can can we do an example? Get a mind. Um, yeah, seventy nine. Really, what it is, I'll use this chart back here. Uh huh. So I, I have a copy of that chart, and if you want to do something like pick a skill you have there. All right. So let's go ahead and pick uh, boxing. My base is sixty six. Score okay. is ninety six. Okay. You always use the score, not the base. Okay. I always use the score, ninety six. So what you'll say is you're going to try to punch somebody. Okay. So you will roll your percentile dice. And you will try to get 96 or less on those acts, which is pretty easy for you to do. Okay, so... 74. 74. Gotcha. Now, what I'll do is... I have a chart back here, and I will do a little bit of math, and I can look at this chart and determine what kind of hit that was, whether it was not so great or whether it was really good. In general, the lower that you roll on the dice, the better you did. Oh, okay. The the margin between what you roll and what your skill is, the greater that is, the better better off you are. Okay. Pray for once. Pray for once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that puts you in here, and then you go across depending on what the. Yeah, and it's you know it's there. It's probably just easier if I just do it because. Sweet. I'll go with that. And then we'll we'll, we'll talk about what happened when you did it. It's been a long time since I played this version. Mm-hmm. We made characters for it, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. So we could. Look what happens when you print up your stuff at home. It's in color and everything. That was wild. It's, it's, isn't a, little, it? it's a little bit of cardstock. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, I'm going to put, put this up Let's when I go cardstock. Put it in my fridge. Every character I have, I, I have find a character sheet and do cardstock. Even if he hand sheets out, I do it. I, I got a gun. I love that. Yeah. Knife, revolver, and Every yes. game I always play and play, I try and get myself a gun. It's 1870s. You have to have a gun. Now, I, I added no gear to these sheets. Whatever you determine is reasonable for your character is fine for me. Okay. Uh, well, it's reasonable for me, too, so jetpacks, no. Proton pack? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it'd be steam, steam, steam powered, powered, right? Pro- right, proton pack. Right. <laughs> Don't cross the steam. So who all did you guys pick? Uh, I've got uh, Dr. Henry Stanfield. Okay, what is his luck score? His luck is a uh, 79. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's got a nice luck. Lucky man. I'm a lucky guy. I'm going to give you these. (laughs) What am I doing to these? I have a Benny mechanic that is my own that I'm adding to this this game. So, Juanita, who'd you pick? I have Dr. Samantha Winters. What's her score? Luck score? 52. I suck. Get these. Dan? Dr. James Cranston. There they are. Uh, 45. 45. <laughs> I like your yeah. uh, Savage Rolls. So uh, Benny's. Okay, cool. I got him at Gen Con when you're in. Paul, you've got Reg Blake, correct? I have Reg Blake. What's correct. his luck score? The boxer. Um, his luck score is 45. There you go. Now, what I'm going to do with these Bennies is, when you make a check in this game, you can spend those to increase the effect that you get. Generally in the game, you'll get an S, an L, an M, an H, or a C result, as they call it. You can move that up the scale with with a Benny. So if you got an M result, which is moderate, and you really like to have a C, which is a critical, you can spend two Bennies and jump to H to C. Okay? 
Uh, as far as possessions go, mm-hmm. does the expedition have gear itself, or do we need to allocate gear for ourselves as well? Well, even though you were on the Crowsley expedition, you are not now. The expedition has turned into an exhibition, and you all will be in New York City awaiting its arrival. Um, and you know it's going to have like a grand opening. Okay. So that's where so we start. Digging equipment and what is probably not appropriate at this well, time. Well, I mean, you probably be carrying it with you. So but you're currently not on an on an expedition. Gotcha. So now take one of these and pass them around. Everybody gets one of these. The special gold binny. Is there chocolate inside? Here's what we're going to do with that. That one is not for you to use. That one is for you to award to another player who you think does something cool or you think is funny or whatever. I could throw them at one of the other characters. I love you. <laughs> and when you receive one, then you can spend it as if it was one of your own days. Questions before we start? I don't think I do. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, under disciplines of the art. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, I gather that since the unknown is just, you know, is there something supernatural going on? But yeah. what is the PCN over five? What does that mean? That just determines how you come up with the score for it. Uh huh. It's your perception stat divided by five. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah and I forgot to explain that. Uh, sensing the unknown underneath your disciplines, that is your ability to passively um, detect that something is not right. Okay, so like I said, personality, physical description, all that sort of thing, that's all up to you. Whatever you'd like to. Could you hit me with the year again? 1870. 1870. Thank you. I'm going to be probably having very long hair. Most likely. So... Like I said, you were all members of the Crowsley expedition. You went to Egypt. It took you a while to get uh, permission from the Sultan and all that sort of thing, but eventually... Sultan of Swain. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, Lord Crowsley was able to manage it, and you left. You spent many months in the desert together, and he had been searching for this fabled tomb of the Black Pharaoh, which he did find. And you all entered the tomb and recovered... Many, many, many priceless antiquities. Yes, um, you will advance the uh, advance the science of Egyptology far with what you found, um, and it is. Like I said, the artifacts have come out, but they've been cataloged. It's been months. Um, you the the exhibition of Kantuk's artifacts has played in London first to great success and is now moving across the Atlantic to New York where they will be displayed the New York Historical Society so we begin the game with you all getting ready to actually you're attending at the moment this large lavish reception Um, all of the notables from around the uh, state are here the governors here the mayors here a couple of senators are here time of day um, it's evening. Okay. So is this uh, formal attire? Yes. Uh, is it is it tux or just? No, it's black tie. Okay. Yeah. Right. And in that period, it would be tails. Tails. Yes. 
Damn, top hats. Yes, top hats. Yes, all that sort of thing. I'm wearing my monocle. All those dresses are golf. You have a monocle. He didn't have to wear it. It doesn't matter. It's just what it looks like. It looks nice. It's like that today. But it's a pain in the ass to get through to go tinkle. Okay, so. So, Anita, let's, let's, uh, Dr. Renders, right? Well, what does does she look like? Give us a description of her. She's not overly tall. She's Mm -hmm. about 5'6", 5'7". So she's probably taller than most women at that time. She kind of stands out a little. Um, She has kind of weird eyes. She's like an ice of blue Mm -hmm. and a natural redhead. Okay. Alright. So it's, it's, you, first you're all like, ooh, Irish. No. Because you see the eyes, and the eyes just don't, don't fit. Alright, how's she dressed this evening? Of course, very nicely. Um, she has her hair pulled back. She's got longer hair. Mm-hmm. Probably about mid back, since that would have been time period. Makes sense. Um, Good, good, nice choker on. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly enough, the revolver is underneath the strap of the leg. <laughs> she doesn't go anywhere without that. Okay. It's hard to get a doctor's certification and stuff like that that period. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, you would be uh, you would be very rare in this world to actually have been so educated in a woman in 1870. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, you're playing Dr. Stanfield. That's correct. What does, what does he look like? He's a, a very lean man, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 6'2". Uh, he is, uh, you know, it's kind of, he has those kind of like, you know, magician's fingers, long tapered fingers, uh, David Copperfield fingers kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, dark hair. He uh, always well-dressed. You know, uh, not not like opulently dressed, but uh, always you know well groomed. You know, almost like a like a, like an like an Englishman, uh, but you know, not he's an American, right? Okay. Great. Those guys wore suits, for- <laughs> and he wears a monocle. A monocle. <laughs> okay, Dan, you've got uh, Doctor. Cranston. Cranston, the archaeologist. Yes, Dr. Cranston. He stands about five foot two or five foot ten, excuse me. Uh, he's fifty-ish, fifty-ish. Salt pepper hair. He's ruggedly handsome. Uh, you know, well fit. Uh, used to be an outdoors. He's got weathered skin, uh, uh, tanned and you know a little reddish around you know, around the collar from the recent expedition. You know, just um, entails. Uh, at the moment, you know, uh, well, um, again, well groomed. I, I would agree with that. Short hair, uh, kind of. At the moment, kind of slicked back as a, you know, slicked to the side as a, as a style would uh, would be in the 1870s. And um, uh, small mustache. Uh, uh, and he uh, also he's got a he's wearing a, sh- uh, a shoulder rig underneath his tux. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I forgot to mention my proton pack. <laughs> <laughs> and your jet powered shoes. You're, you're free to imagine that you had a proton pack. He was a visionary. <laughs> um, yeah, 
you know, he's he's Indiana Jones ish, you know, as far as uh, athletic athletics go. But God is hot. <laughs> you throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. So you have Reg Blake. I have Reg Blake. Tell us about what Reg Blake looks like. Right, Reg Blake is about. Five nine, five ten. Not a not a, not a super tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he uh, he has done some boxing, so uh, he's handsome-ish. But you can tell he's been hit in the face a couple times, a couple hundred times maybe. A crooked nose. Yeah, probably broken nose. Uh, well, not currently broken, but you know, it looks like it, it looks like it has been broken. Um, I'd fix that for you. <laughs> not a, not a huge guy. Um, despite the boxing, despite being in the army, uh, and despite being a bodyguard, think more uh, De Niro and Raging Bull okay. than. Uh, than Muhammad Ali or well actually Muhammad Ali is probably a good body type too you know that type of you know more slender um, fit than like a small heavyweight yeah exactly so not so not Arnold or no so he's, he's not an Arnold he's not a he's not a Mike Tyson um, oh, he's I mean, like he's, he's, he's fit. leave the ears alone got it <laughs> um right now he, he he is wearing a tux it's uh probably a little snug around the shoulders um and as the bodyguard, obviously he is—he uh, obviously has a concealed weapon on him. Right. Uh, probably showing a little bit through the suit since the suit's a little snug. All right. So you are—you all are at this gala reception. It's in the museum's main hall. Um, there are tables and chairs set up. Uh, people everywhere. There's a—you know—the the low murmur of voices, clinking glasses. Um, you know, silverware on plates, that sort of thing. You hear this noise everywhere. Um, the gas lights are burning brightly. So you get a hiss from that. And the... Yeah. And you all are, are at the, the actual exhibit is in the east wing, and there's this huge curtain that's in front of it right now because there will be an unveiling once it's open here in a few minutes. Okay. So these are plates um, that we are tabled then, right? Yeah, you all, the four of you are at a table. You're sitting there. Well, that's good because I really don't like to socialize with people that are just not knowing me because they don't talk to me right. <laughs> You're sitting there with a man that you all know. He is in his 50s. He is rather portly, uh, balding, big gray mutton chops, um, dressed very nicely. His name is Terrence Upshaw. Terrence Upshaw is an American industrialist who basically funded the entire Crowsley expedition. So he's your financier. Our sugar daddy. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're sitting there with him, and he, he's due at, at any moment to, um, um, to you know, go up and say his piece and unveil the expedition, ex- exhibition. But sadly, there is a messenger who came to your table who's now walking away. Who's just delivered you some very, very unsettling news to us? Yes. Your um, leader of your expedition, expedition, Lord Albert Crowsley, has. Now, did, he, did he actually lead or did he. Yeah, he went with you. Okay. Upshaw didn't go with you. Okay. But Crowsley did. Okay. He's a bit of the old English aristocracy adventurer type. You gotcha. Know. He's died. The news is just getting to you that. Um, um, at the after the exhibition opened in London mm-hmm. and was playing for a while about two weeks ago, 
he took a tumble down the stairs in his home and broke his neck and died. Is he, um, was he well-liked, or he was just the boss? He was well-liked. And Upshaw is saying, it's just horrible. Upshaw, my good man, this is, this is bitter, bitter news. It is. I'm not sure I can go up there now and say what needs to be said. We have to. We have to do it for Crosley. It's what he'd want. I suppose you're right. Yep, yes. Gotta get a soldier on. But first, amongst comrades, raise our glasses and all. I was just getting ready to do it. To Dr. Crosley. Absent friends. Well, I'd best get on with it. He gets up, shoves in his chair. Waddles. Yeah. (laughs) Over to the podium and you can see he looks a little upset, but he kind of collects himself. He says, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to our new ex- exhibition. He begins a speech about what all you did and where you went. He says, I'd like to recognize some of the uh, expedition members who are here. You all would like to stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he introduces you all by name, everyone applauds. Well then, uh, without further ado, let me unveil the treasures of the Black Pharaoh. And he pulls this big cord, and the curtains fall open, and you guys are, have brought in like these these huge stones that were outside the tomb, and they're set up on either side of the opening to the east wing, and you see beyond it, you know, it's all lit very nicely, and there are all these artifacts, and everyone gets up and starts starts milling their way. Is this the first time we've seen it in this prepared this way? This way, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, all, you know all the artifacts. I mean, you guys saw them all. You guys yeah, yeah. cataloged yeah. them. Just all haven't seen this, right? Okay. We've all played with them all, right? So touch. So Upshaw comes over and says, "Well, how did I do? Awesome. Grand, grand man. Good job. Good job. Considering the circumstances, very well. Damn bit about bad news about old Crosley. I liked him. Not bad for a Brit. He will." He will be sorely missed on the next expedition. Yes. Okay, what would you all like to do? Do you want to go in and look at the artifacts? Do you want to stay in here? What are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that the doctor and myself are probably going to be in and around for questions. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, everybody's going to be direct going over to him. <laughs> yeah, I just think most... I'm eye candy. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. You, what about you, Reg? What are you going to be doing? I'm probably going to look around the exhibit. You know, I mean, it's uh, this isn't something that I do every day. I mean, yeah. I mean, it took up a, a good portion of my life. I want to go with. It. So I want to see how it's I guess set up. See how accurate it is compared yeah. to what we saw originally. I don't get out to fancy events like this very often, so right. I'd like to take a look. I'm probably I and everyone who gets a little too close to the to the artifacts. Right. <laughs> Giving them the stink eye. Showing them my gun. Where's the hook eye? Which one are you giving him? You really want to touch that artifact? Mm-hmm. No. Move along, lady. <laughs> Move along. Don't touch. Get Don't your, read that. Get your stink, sticky jelly, jelly fingers out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'll stand next to the scary bodyguard. Uh, you know, I don't get too many questions. Right. Well, they have everything roped up, you know, all the exhibits. And, you you know, it looks like you see the little placards in front of everything. And it may tell a little bit about what's going on. They've done a pretty good job of, you know, taking care of making sure the I'm details are correct. I'm noticing little things like, like placement. 
something might be after something or should have been before something. Yeah, there's probably and a few mistakes. I go into my, my, my little handbag and pull out a notebook and start writing down, <laughs> this has got to be fixed, that's got to be fixed, right. this has got to be fixed. Right. But it's, it's, it's very minute things, mm-hmm. literally just placement because of history, well, this would have came before that, and this, this knife was not found with these artifacts, it needs to go over here with those artifacts. Right. Stupid fun details. Okay. So being a woman at that time period, I couldn't be an archaeologist. They wouldn't let me do the, the dig, so that thus I have the degree in history. Right. It's as close as I could get. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You, you all spend maybe maybe an hour in here or so, you know, milling about. Lots of people stop you, ask you questions they want to know about. You know, some want to know about the exhibits, some want to know about the adventure of the whole thing, you know. And, um, lots of <laughs> um, after about an hour, you all are at the. Um, you've all kind of by accident sort of congregated by the by the back stairs here in the in the east wing, um, and. Is that kind of the end of the exhibit, sort of? Yeah, it's kind of at the at the far end, and sort of after all the um, artifacts are. So are other people are passing through that area as well? I mean, we're just kind of there, yeah. and they're just sort of passing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's still lots of people around, but okay. you, know, you guys are kind of a bit secluded in the room at the moment. I need everyone to make what I'm going to call a they call a specific perception check. So here's what you need to do. You have a perception <laughs> attribute, which is abbreviated with P-C-N, or it just says perception. Yeah, okay. just perception. You're going to roll percentile dice, and you're going to tell me the difference between what you roll and what your stat is. So if you have a 60 and you roll a 40, 20 is the difference. You need to know what that difference is. What if I go over? Okay. If you go over, you fail. I'm not very good at this. Okay. Is that a zero then? Because that's my one die. That'd be a 10. That's a 10. That's a 14. Uh, no, this is the 10. Oh, that's a 10. So 41. Yeah, 41. Okay. 23. Okay. Yeah, I got a 10 and uh. Ten. Yeah, that's that's just a ten. Okay, I got it by thirty. Okay, uh, so fifty. Awesome. So a twenty-three for you is an H result, which is pretty good. You got a by how much? I got a forty-two, which got it by thirty. That's a C result, and you got it by fifty. Mm-hmm. That's a C result, which C is the best you can do. Critical okay. result. So. You're standing there talking, and um, the three of you hear something from up the stairs. It sort of sounds like a kind of a muffled. Oh, what was that? Someone let a cat in. I'll go upstairs. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you didn't hear the noise. You hear. I said. I said. What was that? And then I went upstairs. Okay. What was what? <laughs> he dashes off yeah. up the stairs. So you're going upstairs? I'm going up with Jimmy. You're going upstairs. I follow after him. Follow along. You're going upstairs. All right. Since I heard it, I'm ahead of him. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing he's, it through. Yeah. He's just confused. That's right. What, what about it? Sorry, Dr. Ball. Where's everyone going? I don't want to be alone. That's <laughs> right. It's scary down here. All these strange nice people. You, uh, you get to the top of the stairs, and you're, you're on sort of, a, uh, sort of a, a long landing that overlooks the exhibit hall. 
But up here, you know, the lights are dimmer. There's a few of them. It's darker. The sound from down there is kind of muffled. So you run up and your, your footsteps kind of echo off the hardwood floor. Um, and there are several doors down the, down, the, down the landing. There's three of them. And you need to make another specific perception check once you get up here. I blew it as well. Thanks. Um, 11. I blew it. Okay, made it by 11? 11. <laughs> I made it by uh, 15. Okay. That's good enough for an H, no, an M result for both of you. That's good enough. You all, as you get to the top of the landing and you hear a, from, from behind the third door, you hear a. Go down there. Sir, sir, destroy. Did you hear that? I, I, what? I didn't hear anything. Stairs. Why are we running around up here? Yeah. Are we, we supposed to be up here? I think we're supposed to be up here. Reg, Reg, stop over there. there is, I think it's the, the door. I'm going to uh, attempt to quietly go towards the door. I, I didn't hear anything, but okay. <laughs> You're going to attempt to quietly? I'm going to attempt to quietly kind of. Does that mean you want you to a stealth roll? Well, I guess uh, as stealthy as I could try to be. Uh, I, I, in other words, I'm not running down here. I want to kind of like move, you know. Right. See if right. You, without, so you can hear it again, whatever the noise was. I'm not a thief, so uh, but I'm, you know. And you don't have the stealth skill, correct? Uh, make sure. I do not. Okay. So then, I'm just uh, trying to be careful. All right. Let's use your agility. Okay. What is that? 63. Okay, so you got lower than that. I rolled 27 on the 63. Okay, give me the difference. Uh, that's, uh, what is that? Um, 50. 36. No, I rolled, I got 63, I rolled 27, so that's... 33. 30. Okay, 33. Isn't that right? 60 minus 27? 63 minus 27. Oh, 36. You're right. 36. You're right. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Paul is math. Math's hard. Math's hard. Math is hard. Reg, Reg was not very strong in math, <laughs> and after a few snake hits to the head, not so much anymore. I'm a genius, but no one believes me. Does anyone else want to attempt to move quietly down the hall? Or? I'm obviously not going to be, be on my um, heels. Okay, so you're getting on your toes. You I'm, more about, I'm more on my toes, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to follow behind, probably not as stealthily. Okay. All right. And since I have not heard anything, I'm just... A long but I ride. With my glass of gin in hand, I'm continuing <laughs> right. to follow. Right. He's long for the ride. Um, the door, the third door down, is the door to the, um, to the rare book and uh, it is there's no one in here right now currently it's very it's quite dark there are a couple gas lamps but that's about it it was the door open or? Door was, the door was uh, was open slightly a jar just a jar the room is about as big as this one it's lined of course with many 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 ancient tomes and glass cases lots of dark mahogany everywhere there are there are glass cases here and there throughout the room uh, they contain different kinds of Books, scrolls, loose pages of ancient manuscripts, um, and when you walk in, you uh, before I walk in, mm-hmm. before I walk in, I want to reach up, turn the gas lamp up. Okay, you turn it up. Everybody needs to make that sensing unknown percentage. Oh yeah. crap! Just see if you can get that. It's pretty low. Yeah, you said it's a PCN divided by five. Yeah, it's 12. 12 it's kind of hard to get. Sorry. I missed it by much. Yeah. 
I missed it. Okay. Yeah, by 30. Yeah, I got 58. Yeah. I do you do that as well? Do you reverse it? If you're, do you worry about the, the difference if it. missed? No. It's just okay. So if you went over. If you went over, you said misses it. Okay. All right. You, no one senses anything odd. You reach up and turn up the gas lamp. And when you do, the room brightens. And you all notice something. Back in the back, at the foot of one of those cases, you see a tuxedo clad arm laying on the floor, protruding out from behind the case. Run over there. I rush over as well. What you see when you run over there, you see a man laying on the floor. This is a man you know. This man is Dr. Tobias Averwaith. Averwaith was the was actually the lead archaeologist on the expedition. So you would have been your boss. Oh, uh, he's laying on the floor. He's, a, he's an older man, uh, gray hair. Um, he, his glasses kind on his face yeah, are askew. His mouth is open, and his eyes are just mm-hmm. wide. With terror? But he, yeah, but he is not moving. I uh, check for a pulse. No pulse. He is dead. How, Look around. How, dead. how cold is he? I mean, uh, not cold. So this happened. So that, so that was a, perhaps been was a thump that I heard. Uh, that's a conclusion for you to draw. He's not been dead long. I don't, I don't know how when you said when you described it thump. I don't know if it would have been like weight wise, it'd been like a book falling or it would have been like a body falling. I don't know how, how hard that sound was. It sounded heavy. Okay. And it was kind of like, well. Tombs. Uh, quickly look around. Tombs do make okay. noises. Anyone else want to look around? Yeah. Okay. See if there's any It's like a specific perception roll. And he doesn't have blood on him. He's just like, like just. And he, he has no blood. Further examination by someone with some medical skill no, may help. I'll leave that to somebody else. That would be me. <laughs> you want to be examining the body? Yes. While, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Specific perception. Specific perception. I rolled an odd six. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Should, should I roll this as well? For, roll against your medical, your medicine. I'm I'm feeling rather upset because on the expedition he kind of 64. showed me a lot more because he he thought that you know that just because I was a girl I shouldn't be excluded from being an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you need. I num- saw nothing. Okay, you need the number of differences between your the percentile and, and the roll. score. All right, yes, the, yes, sir. So 104. Holy crap! How'd you do on your perception roll? Uh, uh it was uh. 66. Okay, how'd you do? 44. Okay, awesome. You all See? got enough to generate. Y'all saw everything this I was piece of evidence. First, we'll go with you. Okay. When you look at the man, you notice that there is some some purplish bruising on his neck. Like a hand or ligature? Or? Uh, it looks like you can see digits. Wow. Yeah. And someone had to be pretty strong. Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, as you're examining and kind of feeling, you can feel, right, right, nearly breaking through the skin. Yeah. Probably a vertebrae. His neck is probably broken. Someone did this by hand. And to, to have accomplished that, they would have been, have to have been tremendously strong. Since we were with you, wasn't you? It wasn't me. Or was it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. You notice 
Murderer. As you're as you're looking around the room and you're kind of upset, you didn't make your roll. You made, didn't. Make I missed it because I'm so upset. Right, you're so upset. You, you you missed this, but you you notice that something feels a bit wrong about the room. It's like the air feels a bit like drier, you know, than you would expect. Um, than it was out in the hallway. It just seems odd. And you're, you're smelling a faint odor. Just very faint. What, is, what does it remind me of? It's sort of a sort of a sweet smell, maybe. Almost like incense. Do you, sm- you smell it too, Red. Yeah, I smell that. You smell what? Uh, like jasmine, like, in, uh, in, in, like incense, maybe? It smells nice. Yeah, yeah. That's um, not it's not my perfume. No. Good. I have a rose smell. So uh, I try to. I don't know. See if I can trace it. You know. See if I can discover the direction. Maybe. Maybe towards the back of the room. I go that way. Stronger that way. Okay. Like, does it feel drier here? Yeah, you, you feel that too. Yeah, it feels a little weird. Feeling a little. Does it feel desert-ish? You know, I mean, that, that type of. Like where, we, where temp- we had been. There again, that's conclusion. I'm just presenting the. You're presenting. Okay, <laughs> I want to say it feels desert-ish. Nice, John. Okay, you guys kind of wander towards the back of the room, following the smell. While you're examining the body, though, uh-huh. you notice something a bit weird as you're as you're kind of moving and moving him and looking. You know, maybe like at the back of his neck. And there's a few grains of. Sand on the floor. I, uh, I, uh, you know, <laughs> use my monocle eye. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like there's also something maybe, maybe right underneath his shoulder where he's laying on the floor. I turn him just a bit so that yeah. I can. You find that. <laughs> and we don't know that because we, don't know that cause no, we you, walked you, away. You, walk you still haven't pulled that out from I'm drawing my revolver. Child will be. <laughs> I, uh, examining it, um, is it, does it seem like uh, uh, like standard linen? Does it more it, like gauze yeah. for him? Two thousand years ago. Uh, for sake of recording, Aaron has a uh, a tattered piece of cloth. Ish. Ish. Yes. So, um, what would I? What what, conclu- what, uh, what facts would I be able to identify from it? Like, um, you know, would, would, it, would it seem to be something like, you know, we go um, on expeditions. Right. Is it something that that, that I would recognize as, as far as like a funeral wrapping or something like that? You know, you're more of a medical guy, sure. and not so much as far as the um, actual historical or archaeological facts. Mm-hmm. But you will recognize that it doesn't seem to be like medical gauze, okay. or and even though you can't tell it from the prop, you know, the, the weave is a bit right. coarse, and you know, sure. but that's about all you could tell. Get this. Incensey like smell, and you're like, I've smelled this before. Do I recall where I've smelled it before? Maybe on the expedition, but you, like okay. I said, it wasn't really your. Right, it wasn't my area. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Winters, look what I found on the on, on the back of his neck. Why? I would go with my history roll then, Bess. Um, you could try that. Or my antiques. Archaeology is really the one that's going to be good, but history might get you something if you get a high enough result. 80, so uh, 44. 44 difference? Yes. That is an H result. So 
I will tell you that you know you're pretty sure that that is some sort of a funeral wrap, like the ones you've seen on the expedition. Other than that, you can't get any more specific. It's, it's more like a funeral. Because, due to the fact there's a dead this body there, I'm drawing my revolver. I'll okay. say I am as well, because I'm a... I'm a bodyguard, really. I should be. Dr. Cranston. Yeah, on point. That's fine. But Dr. Cranston. Uh, well, we were, uh, we were headed towards the back. Yeah, let me do a couple of things first. Everybody in the room hears feet coming up from down below. Several sets of footprint uh-huh. steps, like maybe someone else heard this and they're mm-hmm. rushing up the stairs. Dr. Stancy, come away from me. You guys I'm headed towards the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And the, the odor is a bit stronger back here. But he's got in the front now. Okay, you got your gun drawn. Yeah, it's a little bit darker back here. You know, you you, you turned up the lamp by the door, but the one at the back of the room is turned down low, so it's a bit darker. Out of arms reach, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a, there's a back door, and it's back there by the back door. Yeah, I assume we is it, we're going through cases of books. Books, right? Um, Towards the back door, when you get back that way, the incense smells a little bit st- stronger. And at the on the floor, at the, at the foot of the door, you see a pile of sand kind of strewn out on the floor. Going towards the door? Yeah. Uh, I'll go over there and look at it. Okay. Looks like he goes right underneath the door. I'll, I'll pick some up. Feel it? It's dry. Sand. Gritty old sand. I kind of shake my hand a little bit and open the door. All right, back to you two. That what you did? I was turning to find Dr. Cranston. I can see him in the back of the room. I'll have to go over there and stop And it's, it's dark, so I'm, I'm only seeing the two figures. I'm not seeing what they're doing. doing. They look like they're kind of bending over at the door. I'm too much. Wow, this guy. You're better at Dr. Stanfield, do you want to do something? Before I leave the body, the linen was found on the back of his neck. Shoulder. He was underneath the door. So it wouldn't make sense. Okay. okay, I'm just kind of trying to piece together events. Um, and so these two people who are in the room with us, these two, uh huh, and but we're in the back. Yeah. Okay. But you hear more people coming. Yeah. You hear it okay. All right. I uh, I stand mm-hmm. away from not away from the body, just over the body. I mm-hmm. stand so that whoever comes in the room, uh, I can greet. Okay. Well, through the open door uh-huh. comes Upshaw. Okay. And several other people behind him. He's like, what was that noise? I'm afraid that there has been a murder committed. It's like, oh my god. Dun, dun, dun. Is that Everweight? It is. And he, his, his, uh, his neck has been broken? Or just choked? Uh, it looks like his neck was snapped. His neck was snapped? Snapped? By hand. Yeah, okay. But not foot. <laughs> and he's only been dead a few moments. Well, I'll uh, I'll call the I'll call the police. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll summon the police. Send for a constable. Yes. Where's Blake? I'm with him. Oh, he asked. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Where's Blake? That was black. Um, Blake, is that Blake. you back there? Where's Blake? What are you doing back there? <laughs> We're following. There, there, there's something, something this way. All right, so you're you're on it, right? Yeah. Very well. Okay. I might have a murderer here in the building. We need to seal the entire building. All right, I'll get some lads, and we'll take care of that. No one leaves. 
Nope. And meanwhile, I had opened the door. The game is afoot. The game is afoot. <laughs> right. Not of hand, but afoot. He's murdered by hand. Because I'd always, I, just to let you know, I kind of, I, um, I'm envisioning him to be a little action-y, you know, a little bit of a risk taker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, Mr. Blake needs to, you know, rein in Mr. Cranston from doing stupid crap. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do stupid crap until he reins me in a little bit. Okay. You know. So as he as, opens the as door, as far as opening doors, doing, you know, I mean, I'm gonna do that just because that's the way he is right now. But I'm bodyguard, so I put my hand on his shoulder. Right. And I'll like, it's on the door. That's where I was at. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he's saying he wants to go first, but you push the door open. Oh. So I'll kind of, okay, you know, I'll kind of hold the door for him. And you all are familiar enough, especially you with the museum here, you know what this is. This is a back stairway that goes down into the, uh, it lets out on the first floor, but also goes all the way down, lets out into the basement, into the storage areas. Is there sand going down the... Um, make me a just a general perception check. You can both do it, which means I don't need to know the difference. Just tell me if you get under your perception. Yes. Yes. You both see grains of sand going down this set of steps, although it is black. Any black lamps? Sand. Black sand. No, it's dark. Oh, sorry. The, 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 the stairwell is dark black. Is there lighting to be had? There's a gas lamp right here. Okay. I'll... Uh, Okay, I'll turn the lamp up. Okay. It illuminates the set of wooden stairs. And I hear, do I hear the commotion behind you me? You do. Okay. Upshaw's a very loud, blustery kind of man. He's even okay. here. And you hear, they're, back to you two. We'll go back to you two okay. for now. There are other people coming in the room. Uh, various people that were maybe friends of Upshaw or at the ex- exhibition, museum staff maybe. And I generally palm the item because... I need to talk to the archaeologist, and I'm okay. getting nothing but plebeians. Okay. So you're going to attempt to hide the... Uh, it's not so much hide, I'm not going to give it everybody's eyes. I, I don't think anyone would necessarily notice that or think it odd. And but. something small and, and linen kind of in your hand of girl. Sure. Not going to notice. So the people are kind of coming over towards you, Dr. Stanfield, and they're kind of crowding around. They're like, what, what happened? He was murdered. Goodness. Please stand back. We don't want to disturb the scene. The authorities should be here shortly. Of course. You hear, both of you, hear one young man turn to his his female companion and say, Oh, Lord Crowsley, and now Adelaide, you think it's that curse? I assure you it was not a curse. <laughs> they turn to you like that. Men of science here. <laughs> There's no such surprise. thing as curses. Bah! The guy's kind of surprised that you overheard him, and he sort of startled and said, "Oh well, you know, it's everyone is, talks about the you know, curses that are always around these ancient tombs, and we heard the Black Pharaoh had one." There's no such thing as a curse. Unfortunate circumstances occur, and clearly, clearly, another man killed this man. Of course, Doctor Winters, would you like to make me a general history check? At or under your history score. Oh, God, yes, I made it. Got it. As he's saying, there is no curse, you know. You're thinking, actually, yeah, there was a curse. uh, There was about four of them. (laughs) That that box had been cursed. 
There was an urn that was possibly cursed. Yeah, you do know you do know there was a curse, and you know that um, um, Dr. Cranston uh, knew more about it as far as what it was specifically. It had been something we we, we chatted in the evenings about while we were at the dig, but he would never go into full details over it because it wasn't something that he's discussed with a lady. (laughs) Probably. Probably. And um, uh, he had had talked to you about the the curse was actually on one of the scrolls that that Crowsley used to determine the location of Kantuk's tomb. Uh, It's it's in Upshaw's collection. Upshaw has a big collection of a lot of the artifacts that didn't get to the yeah. things that they were really cool. They didn't get there cool. because they weren't part they of his were, collection. They were really cool, <laughs> These are but there weren't things that he wanted to, per se, share with the public. No, yeah. it's a private collection. Yeah, part of his deal was that he got his picture. Right, choice. Yeah. Um, this stuff is not as interesting. This over here? Yeah. Cool. So you're thinking to yourself, as, as uh, the good doctor is explaining there is no curse, you're like, Actually, there really is one. But, you know, curses, curses, what that. Well, I, I, clearly, we all know that as as uh, an expeditionary force, we're all familiar with the supernatural. You know, because we're agents of save, right? No, you're not. We are not agents. You are not. Sorry, I didn't explain that. No, you are not affiliated with save. You have we don't no, even know that they are there. know what that is. This just means that we kind of have a sixth sense a little bit. Okay, so we've not been indoctrinated. This no, one we're first. No, you are normal folks who okay. never... Then there's no curse. The Curses are crazy. Men of right. science. The closest science. we've come to anything like that was when we worked with the um, the journalist, mm-hmm. and she had that, that sixth sense, that eeriness that would... That would Stop the diggers at something and be like, go around. There. Yeah, because the journalist is really good at knowing shit. It's like, <laughs> no, she just used her feminine wiles to make them kind of be like, look over here, or do something here. I'm All right. Um, before I go on to YouTube, okay. is there anything that else that YouTube would like to do at this time? I feel, I, do I feel like I've, I've given the body a pretty good examination? Oh, sure. You, is there somebody on staff from the museum here? Yes. In, in this room? Yeah. Uh, a guy named Mr. White. Mr. White. I'm, Thanks, gonna, I'm going to station you here with the body. You remain here. Don't let anyone disturb the scene until the authorities arrive. Of course, sir. Thank you. And then we, you want to go after down the stairs? Uh, I need to talk to um, Dr. Cranston. So, yeah, yes. he's going down the stairs. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we're following close behind. Okay, you will All catch right. us on the landing outside. I've still got my, my glass of gin. I was, getting, I was actually getting ready to say, hey, we're going down the stairs. You remarkably not spilled a drop. That's right. Well, this whole affair. I'm a man of society. <laughs> that would be untoward. <laughs> um, yeah, so you all are on the landing. You just turned the lamp up, and you hear your two companions coming up behind you. And I'm, I hear them come up. I'm going to pause and, and just say, you know, uh, careful, careful. There is sand. Sand leading sand down the stairs. So just uh, as we go, let's just be careful not to, you know, Horrible. scatter it. Horrible. All right. So you're a doctor, right? No. What are well, you? Well, you know that I'm a doctor. Right. She's not a real doctor. I'm trying to figure out why we would not just have you know other guys go down. <laughs> so you're a doctor. You're a doctor. I'm a doctor. You're a doctor. Stay yeah. behind me. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you know that, that that even though I'm a doctor, I'm kind of, I'm not always pushy, but I'm not going to take a back seat to things, and I'm pretty good shot, too. She's a woman of substance. <laughs> yes. So I have my, currently have my revolver out, and he has his out, 
And, and I'm I just I just turned the light up. Eric got his jet. He's pointing at it. We are attempting to follow the strange sand down the stairway. <laughs> okay. um, who's last? I, it's either going to be me or her. So me. Okay. Um, are you going to shut the door behind you, or are you going to leave it open? And which room did we walk into? In the, you were in the rare book room. Uh-huh. Now you're on the landing stairs that uh-huh. goes down to the first floor and then down to the basement storage rooms. Yeah, close the door behind me. Okay. Shatunk. <laughs> it's just polite, Paul. The hear? door was closed when we got here, right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> the, door, the door shuts behind you, cutting off the noise of the, the hubbub in the rare book room. You're on the stairwell, and it's nothing but quiet. At this time, I kind of try and get Dr. Cranston's attention and be like, Dr. Cranston, this was found underneath him. You're like, whoa. Make me a specific archaeology check, please. Archaeology. Yeah. Got it by 59. Whoa. That is a C result. You get all this stuff. By the way, one of the things that usually is done in chill, like in their modules or stuff, they will take a particular item or a plot point in the game and they will lay out how much information you will get from it based Each on level. the result that you get. Oh, nice. Each one is a little more, a little extra data. Yeah, and a lot of their modules have these great uh, props, you know, like dossiers and yes. things like that. It was, it was really a well-put-together game. Hmm. Yeah, we used to do that in some of our home campaigns. When we, when you got your mission, you yeah. know, I, I would actually print up documents and yeah. put them in an envelope and hand them out. It was fun. Oh, yeah. wow. I always liked using props with Jill. Um, okay, Dr. Uh, Cranston, you can... Um, you can verify from looking at that cloth everything that Dr. Winters said. You know, it, it's old linen, definitely from uh, from uh, a funeral rite in Egypt. Um, you would say that the uh, the cloth, though while rough, is probably of a uh, of a certain grade that it would have been used for just a normal burial of some Egyptian lord. This would have been for nobility and um, so it's a finer weave it's a you know it's better stuff it's better quality linen and the uh, and there's like gold printing or something if there's there's no, there might be a fleck of that on there or something oh, okay. um, but the incense smell yeah I was just gonna I'll you're like when you hit that you're like mm, this this is definitely from the uh, from the area where you found context too no doubt about it this is Strange, and I'll explain this to everybody else quietly, because there, we do have a murderer about. Um, this is this is uh, was it a pharaoh that we uncovered? Yes, he was a pharaoh, the black this, pharaoh. This uh, this wrap the is African American pharaoh. <laughs> this wrap is from our the area that we uncovered, as well as this would have been from. His tomb, the pharaoh's tomb. This is this is wrap that would have been used for a pharaoh. It is interesting that I found it underneath his shoulder. And the smell? You smell it? Mm-hmm. They use that in burial rites. Is, is, that, is that the frankincense or is that the myrrh? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. But is it really odd that, you know, it's here in a museum full of Egyptian artifacts? It doesn't seem to No, it doesn't seem there. weird, but well, it shouldn't be away from the case. Right. That's a good point. Right. And sand but, with a trail of sand. So anyway, we will follow the trail of sand. I don't there was sand, sand around the body. 
There was. Yes. So that would make sense for this trailer. Displaying one of the mummies yet? Did we bring back a, a great deal of sand from Egypt? We, no. we would have probably. They swept everything repeatedly. Remember those those little boys with the little whites. Doc, I'm still getting sand out of my crevices. <laughs> yeah, there, a great deal would have been, a great deal, there would have been a great deal, and there would have been some that would have been preserved with the, with the burial. More baths. You need you, another bath, sir. You brought back several mummified bodies, mm-hmm. um, although you never found Kantuk himself. Um, how's we the, did not. Uh, but there were areas of the tomb that you did not explore. So would this have area. been from anyone else that we did bring back? You're like, uh, you know, that the, the ones that it's we too high the ones that we brought back were like priests, you know, and temple mm-hmm. guards and those kinds of things. You never found the pharaoh, like uh, uh, his wife or anything like that. You didn't or? find her, and you're we like, find that's the, family. the cloth of a pharaoh. We didn't find any of the families, and we didn't find. So any we did not bring. We did not bring the pharaoh back. You just brought his treasure. So now this does make this odd. That does make it a little odder because I would not have brought something of this quality back because we didn't find him. And this, um, and, and since we didn't find a pharaoh, we didn't. We don't have any mummies on on display because it wouldn't have right. made much sense right. to everybody else. Right. We only well, we only display mo- the, the pharaohs. It is extremely odd. Hey, how is that uh, incense smell? How is it? I mean, you, we smelled it a little bit in the room. How's um, it? You know, in the air. Right it smelled now. like it was in the air. Although it's pretty prevalent on that piece of cloth. You know, as you're passing. But it's not. I mean, is stronger. it possible that's what we were smelling in the room? Sure. Would it, would it? I mean, certainly uh, the funeral materials, you know, had their own scent, and, and you know, we, we were familiar with, uh, you know, having smelled them. But would it be unusual uh, for the scent to be so prevalent? Because you know, thousands of years ago. Uh, so, it, uh, is, would it? Does it make sense that we think, you know, it shouldn't be smelling so strong? Would I be able to answer Would it be unusually strong? Well, I think you can all pretty well oh. figure that out. And, you know, you've, uh, you've dealt with a lot of medicines, chemicals, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, and you're like, eh, you know, this shouldn't be... As Most everything has pungent. been dried and gone right. forever. Right. You may have found some residue in a, a canopic jar right. every now and then that you could smell, but, yeah, it strikes you as a little odd. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, um, I want to use the same tactic. I kind of want to. I don't want to like just trounce down this this stair, staircase. I'm not a thief. I'm not, uh, just going to try to soft shoe it down as best I can, mm-hmm. even though everybody else may not be. But that's what I'm going to try to do. Stairs, um, toes. Also, I'm trying not to disturb the trail of sand just for you know evidence. Yeah. And the sand is very, you know, a, a trail is a stretch. I mean, it's just a little right grain little here okay. and there. Plus, I want to try to follow that and be able to okay. follow it. So, so you all heading down the stairs? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was in the army. I mean, not like barreling through, but I am. I, I'm not just like running down the stairs, arms flailing, sure. pointing a gun at everything. I am, you know, but I am walking. You know, I'm, so I'm doing a little good. swiftly, you know, making sure I'm a couple steps ahead. Okay, so you have a sense of readiness about you. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah, right. my gun's still out. Still is still is the gun drawn? Yes. All right. Well, you make your way down the stairs. They creak and crack, you know, as you're you walking down an old wooden narrow staircase. Okay. Uh, you pass, you, you come down on the first floor landing where you can uh, hear beyond the door that lets out onto the main hall. You can hear the people out there, you know, going about their, their party. Possibly hear, be hear the whistles for the constables. Mm-hmm. The, uh, 
You can make a perception check. Whoever wants to try to follow the trail of sand, just a general check. Not me. I lost the green. You can't find it. I came in under, but... That's good. That's okay. all you need. It's just a general check, so I just need to know if you made under or not. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the doctor's looking for the sand, and you're red. You're like, oh, there it is. Yep. Red picks it up. It's going downstairs. Further down? First floor. Continue on. Okay. Uh, the light in the stairwell to the bottom floor is off. It's nothing but darkness. You turn the gas lamp on. Got a seat. You go downstairs. There's a landing down there and a big oaken door that leads to the big, big uh, brass plaque on it that says storage. Did you say broken or open? Oaken. And an oak. Oh, okay. Oak. Heavy okay. oak door. So neither. Neither word. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, you want me to open it? You can... Yeah, if you stand behind me, I'll stand in front of him mm-hmm. when he opens the door. Okay. Uh, in or out? Um, in. Oh, okay. Pushes in. All right, so then uh, I'll, I guess, I'm going to the room if it's in. Uh, so I'll open. All right, we'll open the door. It creaks open, it's heavy. You push it open. Let's out into this big, big, big underground space. Um, you're hit with this musty smell, kind of mildewy sort of smell. Sounds great. Um, it's completely black in here. Um, it's cool. The walls made out of brick. You can only see about ten feet in front of you. You see some shelves. Same procedure. I've got to see, so I'll turn lamps on. Yeah, there are gas lamps down here every so often, but it's pretty dark. You can, yeah, you light yeah, them. It's like you thirty feet or something, probably. Right. Okay, so, like I said, big room full of shelves and cabinets and containing all sorts of things that the museum has on display. So there are many things down here besides Egyptian artifacts. Uh, Try to keep looking for sand. Okay, you can make checks again. How about about six? Okay. He said journal, so it doesn't matter if it's still a journal. I did not get that. Okay, well, you're good enough. Just pick up the trail now. Are you all lighting the lamps as you go on? Is that what you're doing? Not every single yeah, not, one. Yeah, I was going to say, not necessarily every single one, but yeah. But when you get Definitely to the point where it's too dim to see, right? Like, turn up the extra If we have to light everyone because they're spaced far enough apart, then yes. Okay. But otherwise. So it remains fairly dim down here. You make your way through the shelves, and so they're full of jars full of uh, biological specimens in... in Embalming fluid and Maori artifacts. And Most things don't bother before, me, right? but yeah. the occasional jar with the frog or the hand or the stuff, I'm just all like, yeah. mm. and the uh, you know the play of the dim lights kind of makes, makes everything just that much more creepy as you walk along. And your shadows look giant on the wall and illuminate an Aztec death mask, and you're like, oh. do I know specifically where the storage for the yeah, expedition you're, you're is? Right towards the uh, the artifact or the Egyptian artifact. So, Okay. Big surprise. All right. Well, I mean, I didn't know. I want to make sure if I knew where it was down here. So you've woven your way through these shelves for a good distance to get back here. And um, back where you came in, um, the first gas light goes out that you lit. Hmm. Odd. Well, I'm, I'm kind of at the back of the group, so I walk back there to uh, check it out. Because, okay. Because, you know, why would that have happened? Right. What are you going to do? Um, I'll notice he, uh, he turned. Yeah. 
and if theirs continue to walk and we still have light, I will just kind of stand for a second since uh-huh. he's the rear uh-huh. and I'm the next one and the other gun is way too far forward. I will stop, you know. Hey! Hey! And kind of like wait mm-hmm. to see. I haven't yet begun to start moving my skirts if I okay. need to get to the gun, but I. <laughs> I walked in at an interesting point. Yeah. Uh, but I have my hands down. Okay. Since I've no longer got the piece of cloth, I might have. It is quite chilly. I might have the um my 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 clutch still in my hand. Right. Sure. Okay. Which can be dangerous all by itself. Right. Doctor Cranston, what are you doing at this moment? At this moment. Well, we've all noticed the light, right? Yeah. It's like if we move forward or go back. There are three, three or four other lights that you've lit, but the last one by the door. Well, you know, potentially just, you know, maybe ran out of gas. Yeah, I don't think anything of it, really. Yeah, and gas, and, um, the door's open, so there could have been a wind, and it's a gas lamp. So. And Dr. Stanfield is going to check it, so. I'm a terrible boss. Well, just, all the, the gas is plumbed, so it, could, it couldn't be the gas. I mean, maybe it's a bad valve. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're correct. It would have been from the city, would it? Okay. I'm more concerned about what's ahead. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I will continue. Well, he, I'm you, still you, looking you, ahead. You'd been lead, right? So I will continue on with you carefully. Okay, Reg, what are you doing? I'm pressing on. Okay. Good oh, like, oh, He's getting the light. It's, it's, it's been interesting. It's always smart to deal with it. At the same mm-hmm. time, we've been inside tombs where we have to watch out. We're going to set off traps. Mm-hmm. We're in the city. We think we're safe. Doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You are. You've gone back to check the uh, check the no. extinguished light, and uh, back there by the door. Of course, it's it's really dark and shadowy uh, back here by where the lights out. Yeah. That's definitely the light right by the door there. Mm-hmm. It's it's out. I uh, check it and see if the valve is, is working all right. Okay, you walk over to it. You turn it on. This is where you run. Flame shoots up. Okay. Yeah, seems to be fine. Adjust it appropriately and, okay. and set it and return. All right, well, you turn around. You turn around. No, no, I'm, I'm returning. I'm good. No, no, no. You turn around. <laughs> Just go through You're the door. You're not listening to me, Jack. Just go through the door. <laughs> Just go through the door. Run out and go home. You're confronted with a figure standing about 10 feet away from you mm-hmm. in the shadows, right in the path that you need to go to return to your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark, shadowy shape. It's in the... It's, 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 all you can see is an outline of this dark, human-shaped yeah. figure. Just seems to be standing there. Um, hello, my good man. I didn't see you there. You hear... Um, there's no reply. Mm-hmm. But it gets closer. It seems like it takes a step. And it, it's like... Drags a foot behind it. I uh, instinctively take a step back. <laughs> you take a step back. And, and I'm in the, the wall. You hit the brick wall. Uh, I... Uh, I call out. There's someone here. <laughs> okay. You want to make a general perception check. See if you hear your They're up here. <laughs> and, and yes. Oh, yes. good. Yeah, 19. Yes. All right. When you call out, this thing takes another step forward, and its foot comes into the light. Okay. It's a desiccated black foot wrapped in Ugly looking linen. As I see him, one piece about this big. As I see him stepping forward, but before I see the foot, yeah, I push off from the wall uh-huh. and and 
take a step forward because you know I'm not going to have this this guy right you know bully me you know how dare a murderer come to yeah. this museum and exactly yeah. yeah who the fuck this guy you'll take care of him I'm Dr. Stanfield for right. crying out loud <laughs> uh, I've been on expeditions and so you know I, I Jen still in my hand mm-hmm. I you know step forward and I see that and I'm like, holy crap and I step yeah. Jen and then, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see the foot, yeah. and the gin pours out of your glass, yeah. and the rest of it okay. steps into the light. Yeah. I oh, see. You don't see anything yet. I you're, can't still, you're still in the middle. You heard him yell. I can't see him spill his drink. No, I'm gonna, no, he's out of your out of your line of sight behind You're in the I'll get to you in just a second. This thing steps fully into the light. Mm-hmm. It is a black, desiccated corpse, wrapped in funeral linens. Um you're seeing this and your mind is not quite registering what's going on. Right. And it's reaching out towards you that steps closer. Now you need to make a fear check. Here's I get scared. The best things in chill is fear checks. What you're going to be doing, it's a specific uh, check against your willpower stat. Okay. So I need to know how much you make it by. Okay. Or if I make it at all. Ooh, I did not make it at all. Oh, nice. Okay. Every monster in the game has a fear factor, which is a column on this chart that I check against. And the higher it is, the the harder it is to make the check. Okay, you failed the check. That means that... Thought spilling his drink. Yeah, you you (laughs) spill your drink. And I need to make a roll. Do you drop your glass, too? Well, depending on how how scared I am, maybe I do. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, very high. Okay. You need to, when you get scared in this game, the first thing that you do is you lose willpower points. It's temporary loss. Right. So you'll have a thing on your sheet that says current willpower. Uh, yes. See. see it? It's over here. Current you need power. to subtract 19 from that. Okay. You are... Where are you? Current willpower. Oh, the WPA? Yeah. Oh. You are yeah, frightened so badly that you must either flee or cower in fear for this round. Your choice. I'd prefer to flee. Okay. Upstairs you go. He's blocking the way uh-huh. towards your friends. Okay. So you can either dash right, left, or try to get through the door. Right. What I would like to do is, it, is there a, you, know, you said he was reaching out. You know, yeah. He stepped out of the shelves and he's, yeah. Is there, is there, can I duck under the arms and go? You can make an attempt. Okay. Okay. Because what I'd like to do is like, you know, duck under and go back towards where my friends are. Right. Is that, is, is that possible? It is. Okay. And what we're going to do is um, we will we'll just go ahead and roll an initiative check first. Okay. And we'll see which one of you goes first. Okay. So, and we still haven't gotten there yet. No, not yet. This is, this is going to be the first round of action here. And I rolled a one. So, okay, so do one on the D10. You're, you're good to go first. One. <laughs> Let's roll off on that. <laughs> Looking to seven now. Eight. Hey, you're first. Okay. So, it, you're first. All you have to do is just uh, make a general agility check to be able to get around it. Okay. You have to run. It just... He has to run or cower. Two. A two? Yeah. Awesome. Two. He's uh, he's coming in at you, and you just very deftly dodge to the side underneath his arm. Excellent. And are you making any noise as you're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the doctor... Screaming <laughs> like a little girl, and footsteps run headed, away. headed your way. All right, you run. Uh, you guys were farther down mm-hmm. towards the Egyptian area. You run back. Doctor uh, Winters is kind of in the middle of the situation. You see her. 
can we have to if we can, if we need to. Yeah, you can. And you meet Dr. Stanfield running towards you, and he looks so frightened. He's pale, his eyes are wide. What do you look like when you're scared? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you show him your picture yet? I, I did not. I've been looking at it, yeah. It's oh. cool. Let's he seems frightened out of his wits. I, uh, what do you want to do? Stop him? What's going on? Big guy. <laughs> Big not, guy. I'm not even... I'm trucking past him. Stay here. Big guy. Big, Big guy. So I got his big guy. So I think right. he's a big human. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm still running. Fast. I'm like, stay here. Yeah. Stay with Doctor Winters. Okay. You stay big with guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a round. And I'm now looking to see what happened to my jeans. Yeah, a big yeah, dead your, guy. Your glasses empty. <laughs> um, you two run. Yeah, you go take a drink. Run on down to where he was. You have to wind through some shelves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you. Come out at the doorway, no lamps on, and you nothing. don't see any person down here. Nothing on the floor, no nothing. You can make a perception check. That's what I say. Perception. Just a regular general perception check is good. Yes, sir. Yeah, I made it. Uh, there are there are many little swirls of sandy residue on the floor here. And that gin. weren't there before. And don't forget the gym. And an odd liquid mixed into them. <laughs> um more sand than was we was trying to follow before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, no trail, or any trail of where it could have gone? Uh, possibly. Let's have a general perception check and see if you can spot which way it went. That should have been the first question I asked. I'm looking for I did not. I did not very badly. Uh, you made it though? I made it. Okay. Yeah, you see where it kind of trails off. Okay. It went to the. It went to. The, you're facing the door. It went right. Okay. I'm heading down that way. Okay. I'll follow him. So follow him down that way. All right. John, do you want to help me? No, I'm good. Um, you you make your way down through some more shelves. You're headed into the Mesoamerican area. Um, let's make a perception check again. Okay. Are you lighting lights as you're going? Uh. Yes, I'm not. Right, <laughs> well, right now we're not. We're, yeah, right now we're not running. We're probably slacked off and gone we're searching. So yes, it like he was running. I'm still running. He's following the trail as fast as he can. Oh, you have a trail. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I discovered a trail. Oh man. Shit. Uh, um, I did not. Sixty-nine. I will. I. It's a general perception check first. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um. I can't run in the dark, so I mean, it's dark, dark, right? It's dark. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll light. He's probably lighting them behind me, but yeah, I'm, that I'm going. So it's kind of like trying try, try to catch up to him. Trying to catch up to him. Right. He's going to be pulling ahead of me, but and as you're doing that, a few shelves over from where you're at, you hear. Blake. <laughs> okay, back to YouTube. You were kind of in the middle of the situation. He came running in. They came running in. They were like, he's he's frightened to death. Big guy. And big guy. To keep saying yeah. that, they told him, stay with stay Skirt's with Dr. Skirt's going up, grabbing my gun. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> he's seen it before. Yeah, it's kind of like... He's very used to it. Right. I don't go anywhere without it, okay. obviously. I'm at a, a gala. Well, you're, you're talking about your gun. 
I have a okay. revolver. Yeah. You said you saw it before, so you're pulling your skirts up. <laughs> oh, so I'm wondering. <laughs> I, I wore I'm a shorts. man of medicine. <laughs> over in... Shorts of 18. Yeah. I took Email? a pair of men's pants and cut them and cut and hemmed them at, at my knee level. It's hot. <laughs> in Egypt. She invented Capri's. She apparently so. <laughs> All right, Dr. Cranston, you are... Dr. Stanfield. Stanfield, sorry. All these doctors. You are, you're catching your breath. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're, you're getting calm now. You're out of the immediate Is it still panicky, kind of? No, he's kind of... What? Damn it, I can't slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slap him. You can't. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. But you're kind of... Pull it together, man! She smacked you, and you're kind of, you kind of come back to mm-hmm. reason. You're sort of, okay, weirdness happened, but you're, you're thinking again. It was a gigantic figure wrapped in the funeral linens. It's gigantic. Okay, no more gin. You're done. His glass is empty, you notice. His glass is... I thought he lost it, but okay. No, he had his glass. It was empty, though. You two make specific... or general perception checks. Add or under your perception score. 25. No. Okay. I'm seeing nothing. It's not seeing, it's hearing. Yeah, hear 97, I hear a da- non That odd shuffling noise you heard. I grab her by the shoulder. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can hear it now. It seems to be coming from the Egyptian area and getting ominously closer and louder as the seconds tick by. Back to you. Behind us. Where you were heading towards the Egyptian artifacts. Okay. Back to you two. You hear that you guys hear the sound. You didn't make it. I heard the sound and I need to call me. He yells. Okay. So I'm and I point my revolver in that direction and I have a light. It's like there's like three big shelves and you're hearing it from over there somewhere. Okay. Is that behind those shelves? Like it's moving. Like this way or this way? Not the towards towards Blake or Or are they are they angled? It's like you're headed this way and it's like shelf, shelf, shelf and I hear the noise. You're Got to. Moving Got parallel. Uh, how about Blake? See if he sees me or turns around and stops? Yes, yeah, you can see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, He's about 30 feet away. And I'll move into the Okay. Towards, towards the noise. Alright, what are you going to do? I'm turning around. I'm going to... Uh, Make I mean, sure he knows that I'm, I'm not very... I'm not being very cautious. I'm you know, right. running okay. headlong into into whatever danger there is. Which one of you is the left? Yeah, right now we know is we hear big guys. Big guy. I don't know, small. I know, big dead guy rapping. Yeah, but you don't have him to rein you back in. <laughs> okay. You both head into the shelves. You're in different spots, right? Because yeah. you were ways yeah. down. I made sure I turned whatever lamp was on right next to me right. on right. before I went in. So you get a little bit of light, but it's still very shadowy and yeah. dark. Um, you turn a corner, and about 15 feet away from you, you see this dark silhouette standing between the shelves. Okay. Don't move. Stay there. Okay. Hear you, that? you hear him yell that, yeah. I'll divert my path to go towards him. Okay. Try um, to get shot, I hope. The figure appears to not take heed of your warning, and it moves closer to you, and you hear that shuffling noise. That it's getting closer and closer. Fire into the air. Okay. Can I see you the can, figure? Is it still it's vague? It, you, it's, it's dark, shadowy. You see this dark silhouette. Just a silhouette at this point. Yeah. Okay, so I fire into the air. Okay, you all hear this. Blam! 
mean, yeah, echoes all over this. It is the same. De- it, the the, sh- the shuffling that we heard. No, it's it? from over there. You're hearing so, it from over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, damn boys and their guns. They go off too soon. It continues to to come towards I'm going you. Going that way. You round the corner, and you're like, lights here, silhouetted figure here, and you're behind it, and it's moving towards Blake. Okay, and he's. So we're in line with her, so if he does fire, I potentially have a chance to get shot. Potential, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, all right, what do you need, Blake? It's coming for you. It's 10 feet away. 10 feet away, all right, I'm firing for it. Okay. He pulls out the revolver and kablam. Now, you have a letter in parentheses next to your skill with your revolver. Yeah, it's a letter T. Okay, that means teacher. The skills go in student, teacher, master rank. Okay. Uh, teacher rank means you can fire three shots with your pistol. I can or I do? You can fire three shots per round. It's up to you. Up to three shots. I guess it depends on how the first shot does, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> So what you're going to do is you're going to roll a specific check underneath your revolver skill. Flip your okay. paper over. Flip your paper over. Well, the revolver's right here. Yeah. Flip well, what's on the other side? That's the stats on the gun and oh. ranges and those sorts of things. Oh, okay. I w- that, that's what I was seeing, so I thought that's what we were going for. Uh, oh, man, that's oh awesome. Goodness. I got a nine. So what's the difference between? The difference is uh, 84. Okay. So what I do is Magic I roll bullet. it. Against firearms, I roll a D10 to see which column I use for his defense. No, is that? I'm okay. sorry, real quick. Is that? Is that one roll for three shots? No, that's individual. Okay, this is just one shot. Woo-hoo. I rolled a three, which is bad for me. That is a C result, which is considered a critical result. Okay. So you're going to do blow his head off. Three die ten times two points of damage to him. So I roll three D10, add them together, and multiply them by two. 3d10, yep. add it together, multiply it by 2. Can Correct. someone loan me a d10? Whoa, they're coming. That one comes with an onk on it, though. All right. 4, 5, uh, 9, 10, multiply by 2, 20. Awesome. Okay. Did the onk show up? No. Oh, I saw that. That's the one. So, 20? Yes, sir. All right. You fire, and there's this brilliant flash as the gun goes off, cannon-like noise. You see this thing kind of reel backwards. You you hit it, okay. uh, and it just keeps shuffling forward towards you. Okay. You're like, I know I hit that guy. I That's hit him a- good, <laughs> and he's still walking. So I can't fire again. You have two more shots you can take. I have two right? more shots I can take. Um, I have to roll... My revolver skill again. Yes. I'm seeing that he hit this thing really well. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, he's shooting you directly at me. Yeah. I missed. I will do something if you allow me to do something. You missed? I missed my second shot. I got okay. 94. Kablam. You're, as you're you know, coming down the, the, the uh, shelves, there's this jar next to you that's got like a desiccated... Uh, platypus body in it, and the jar explodes and showers you with embalming fluid as he missed and hit the jar. I, uh, if I'm able to do an action, I will take. I'll duck back around to the next Not aisle. Let's okay. go going. You got one more shot. You take it? Yep. So I'm like, even though he was only seven feet away and I missed him. It's a revolver. It's a revolver, dude. You're, 
61, so that's 32. 32 difference. I will roll my defense column. I got a 9 that time. That's good for me. That's only an L result. It's a light wound. So you roll just 2d10 for damage. Uh, 12. 12. Okay. You hit him again, like in the shoulder. Okay. And he's still coming. You clipped him. Um, okay, you want to take an action? I do. I want to duck back behind around these, the, 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 the aisle over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to shoulder into the bookshelf that's in, you know, that would be like on him. Right. That's I want to attempt to. Okay. You're going to have to get a C result. And I will like, I will like put my feet on the next shelf to, and okay. brace myself and push. All right. You need a C result on the strength check to push this shelf over on him. Okay. And C is the higher result. Now, what do we do with these? Uh, C's the these give me a You can modify upgrade. your your result level by one with a bit. I got 45. Which made my strength, but only by five points. Right. So that's probably, is that a moderate? Only by five points? That is a moderate. Okay. So you have to raise that to an H to a C. So that'll cost you two bennies to get what you need. To push I'm going to do it. Okay. So with a Herculean effort, you push. You hear the shelf groaning, stuff starts to slide and fall off of it, and then it just collapses all over the top of this figure. Okay. Back to you two. I have one other thing to say. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Back to you two. You heard gunshots and this cacophonous noise. A shelf falls over, and what are you two going to do? All the artifacts. <laughs> What's around us? Hey, I'm Mark Allen. Is it all shelves? It's, it's shelves. Full okay. of, yeah. Is there anything like a, a, a broom or a mop or anything that's the, that I can see nearby? Sure. Why not? Okay. So uh, I, I go and grab uh, a, the the broom mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's got the the, the, the nice uh, straw bristles the is the the, the steps still sound like they're coming our direction yes okay very close. so I uh, I go and I stand under one of the gas lights mm-hmm. and I take the do. the uh, glass off the top of it <laughs> and I hold the, the broom handle where the broom is, is out of here. and I'm not putting it I'm not scared anymore yeah <laughs> Uh, I slapped your shit out of that. No. Um, and I, I don't touch it to the flame mm-hmm. yet. Okay. okay. But, but I'm, just, I'm just waiting. Alright. I love it. What are you going to do? Put my gun at him. Probably okay. take a shot. Okay, well, this, as you're getting ready to do that, at 20 feet away, at the end of these shelves, you see this form come walking around the corner of the shelves. It's a black, desiccated, ugly body. Wrapped in these old moldering funeral wrappings, you see it in full light of the gas lamp, and you need to make a fear check. Is it the same kind of massive frame as yeah. the other fellow? Yeah. Okay. yeah. You my seen willpower this before it scares you, but you've already had your deal my with it. My yeah. panic. Yeah. You guys only saw it shadowy. You didn't see the whole thing. That's why you didn't make a fear check yet. Well, I worried about I put a bookshelf on top of him, and now he's just there walking. <laughs> That sucks. Did you blow it? I blew it. Wait. <laughs> All right. You failed the fear check. You need to lose 12 points of willpower. You have the option. Wow. To either cower in fear or flee. I got to flee. Okay. It's fight or flight. There's no cowering in between that. <laughs> 
So, you shriek and run in the opposite direction. Sure. Leaving you alone with the beast. Okay. And the broomstick. <laughs> Got this. <laughs> Let's roll initiative, Doctor. I got a 10. I got an 87. <laughs> no, no, no. 1d10. Oh, I got an 8. 8? Yeah. Okay. It's first. It, uh, it closes the distance between itself and you. Right. And uh, it, it, it comes at you with both of these bony black gnarled fingers. Uh-huh. It looks it's like it's trying to rip your face off. Now, you have options for defense. Okay. If you have any kind of an unarmed combat skill, like boxing or martial arts or... I've got none of that. Okay. Then you have a stat called unskilled melee. Where is that? It's right underneath your... Oh, I see it. Yeah, I got it. What do you have there? 48. Okay, so I'm going to use column 4 to try to attack you. I rolled... That. 367. Okay. Okay. He hit you. Now, here's the way damage works. This is considered unarmed combat. Lucky for you. Okay. What he does is he comes in and he, he sort of rakes across your chest with these bony claws. And, yeah, uh, that was your good shirt. It really uh, was. And my good jacket. Yeah, he rips your jacket up. Buttons pop off and fly mm-hmm. into the darkness. You need to lose 24 points of stamina. Okay. Now, what happens in this game is you have stamina and you have wounds. Stamina, you know, you lose and it comes back. It's like bashing right. damage and that sort of thing. Wounds is a, wounds are nasty, ugly things that can kill you. Gotcha. But you can take a wound. You just took stamina damage. Okay. It's your action. All right, so uh, the I hit the the broom into the flame and give it you know uh-huh. a second to catch, and then I, I hit him like straight on in the you know chest. Awesome, you know. You need to make an unskilled melee check unless you have like baseball bat or club <laughs> or something like that. That would be awesome if I did. Right. You know. So uh, my unskilled melee is a 48. Yep. I rolled a 56. Okay. That's a failure. You can increase that to a L success with a mini, an uh-huh. M for two, and on a scale like that. Okay. So I actually want it to be critical. How many is that going to cost Ooh, me? that's a bunch. you got to go L-M-H-C. That would be four minis to do that. Awesome. So you bring this flaming broom right down on its skull. Right in the bang. <laughs> you need to roll 3d10 times 2 damage. Where are you going? Uh, 18, 20 times 2, mm-hmm. 40. Wow. 40 points, and he is on fire. He's totally flaming. Fire in the disco! Right. <laughs> fire in the disco! <laughs> So every round... Fire in the Taco Bell. Every <laughs> round on your action, before we do anything else, you're going to roll an additional 2d10 and keep applying it to him because he is on fire. So okay. when we come back to you next time, we'll uh, we'll see what's up there. I'm going to have to make... Look, Paul gave me a, a cold penny. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to... It's, it would be his turn now. Um, he's going... I'm going to have to have this thing make a roll to see if it can... Maintain Stop some dropping sort. Of, yeah. <laughs> Would it? 
Um, it sort of sits there and just kind of flails its arm and kind of stumbles Full backwards. Robinson, danger. Awesome. So your action. And okay, so d ten first. Okay, so two d ten. That's for the fire. Uh, that's going to be sixteen thirty two. Oh, am I multiplying that, or is it just two d ten? Just um, straight two d ten. Okay, so sixteen. That's pretty good, though. And so he is—he's—he's he's flaming in the, yeah, in the he's top area. Yeah, pinwheeling in his arms. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to apply additional flame to uh, okay. wherever he is not on fire. Okay. All right. <laughs> Rolling on skilled melee. Okay. By the way, you guys. Well, we'll get back to you in a second. Let's see what happens here. Uh, that was a fail. Uh, 66, yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to spend any bennies for that. All right, you, you swat at him, and yeah. in the confusion, you, you miss. Right. All right, we'll go back to you guys. He's hot footing <laughs> Yeah. You guys, uh, the shelf comes down on top of him. What do you want to do? You took the action. What do you want to do, Reg? Um, you heard me yell, run. I heard him yell, run. But I, I, I want to lean forward. And, I mean, is can I still see the figure? What you see is you get... A little bit of light falls onto him underneath this mass of broken wood and bottles and boxes and things, and you can see, you can see these arms, and it's, it's this black desiccated flesh, it's ugly long yellowed nails covered in these funeral wraps, and it, it's kind of squirming for a bit, and then it stops. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to turn to uh, Doc Kranz. Cranston? Yeah, you see him standing over there, you know, behind the shelves, and he's like breathing really heavy, and you can tell he just pushed this whole shelf over on this thing. Get the police, because by now they should be upstairs. Get the popo. About that time, you hear go whoosh, and you see this big orange glow come from back that way where you came from. There's no time. We, <laughs> there's no time. We, what, did I did I just see a man? Is that is it, or, it's a black, or did I see a silhouetted figure? I didn't see you know, mummish. I just saw just a man. Yeah. Okay. So I think all, all I think is there's a great big guy, and I put a shelf on top of him. He's down. We're, we gotta get the, we'll get the police. Let's go. And you can see now. You We've got the murder. We've got the murder. Ugly black arms, you know. But it's like oh, I can see that now. Okay. Yeah, but it's like I don't know what that is. You know, is it a guy or what? It's it's different when you. It's not coming at you, and you see it in full okay. light. You know. Okay. So I uh, so I pushed the shelf over what I thought was a guy that I. Look further, I see hands sticking out that are desiccated and wrapped. Yes. Like this? Yep. Just like that. Okay. <laughs> but there's an orange, you said there was an orange something. All of a sudden, you hear a whoosh from over where you came from, like what? by where the, where the two doctors were, and you see this huge orange glow like something's on fire. Oh, that's because something is on fire. <laughs> that's because something is on fire. <laughs> and this one's not moving? No. Remember, it's 1870, so, so fire is bad. You also hear the sound of Dr. Winters screaming. <laughs> I don't It's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> so what I think, he's just dressed up as a mummy for some reason. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run over towards the flame. Run. What are you going to do, Reg? Um, see, I don't want to leave the guy under the shelf. Uh, I'm untended to. Not like I don't care about his well-being. I just don't want him to escape. Right. Um, uh, he's got these heavy, heavy, heavy shells on him. You're thinking he's not going anywhere. Nobody. At this point, we still think he's a guy. Yeah. It's probably a four or five. <laughs> oh, but I shot him in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I shot him in the shoulder twice, and he didn't move. Yeah. It's true. Um, you think he did? Yeah. You know, I'm going to yell. Call me if you need me. Okay. He stays there. He, wait. 
No, no, come on. We don't want to. You need to come on. Just come on. All right. While you two are arguing, <laughs> okay. You see, uh, you see, Doctor Winters, like down at the end of the shelves. You see her, like in a, in a uh, flash of formal evening gown, go running across the space with shelves. revolver in hand. Yeah. <laughs> back and forth. Back. All right. Back to you, yes. Mr. Stanfield. So it's. Uh, this thing is, like I said, pinwheeling backwards. Right. See if it can get its wits about it. Um, yeah, it starts advancing towards you. Oh, on fire. <laughs> on fire. Okay. Fire makes everything better. He's going to smack you with a flaming, desiccated arm. <laughs> see if you can block your duck. On fire. And he's going to do a little damage. 13 points of stamina damage as he sort of hits you in the face. <coughs> in the face. Yeah. 13, you said? Yeah. You can feel the heat off the flames as he hits you, but your action now. Okay. I, I'm going to go to the same you thing. The flaming broom. Yeah. My, my flaming broom of you're, righteousness. You're giving him the Wicked Witch of the West treatment. That's right. <laughs> so that was success, uh, 36. Awesome. Mine's skilled melee is 48. The difference is 12. Uh-huh. And you see how his defense is. Crappy. Yay! That's an M result right there. Okay. And I would like to to go from M to critical. It costs me... Two. Two? Let's do it. Okay. We die 10 times two wounds. Okay. And we need to roll the other flame as well? Yes, do that first. Okay, so I'll do that Straight. first. Yeah. Which is so six. Things? Because I have luck. Yeah. Uh, so that was six for that, and then this is four. Right? Three rock. die ten mm-hmm. times Flush. two. Yes. We're hitting him with the flaming Going bird. to the casino. <laughs> uh, ten, thirteen, so that's twenty-six. Okay. Um, you know, he hits you, uh-huh. and and you just you just tee up with the broom and whack! You hit him right in the side of the head. Uh, cinders of burnt broom go flying everywhere, and he stumbles backwards and falls over, and just lays there. His burning. arms and legs kind of moving slowly, just burning. And whatever burning. else is is not consumed by flame, I'm applying more flame to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, All right, we're soon going to be asphyxiated if we don't do something. Doctor Winters, you, you get that your wits about yourself. Why are you back towards the door? You're back towards the door now, anyway. You see this huge flame down where you came from, and you hear you hear these two guys, you know, in a, in a heated conversation amongst themselves. What do you want to do? Okay, um, maybe I'll go back to where the dock is. Okay, and I am making sure that uh, nothing else flammable is getting, you know. Consumed right. by flames, so sure. trying to try, trying to limit our exposure here. So he's sweeping, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's putting, you know, putting, as he as he stops moving into a pot. Eventually, yeah, he slows and stops. Okay, and just so just make sure that he continues to yeah. smolder and wait for them to come. You you run back to where you were, and you see Doctor Winters there with a big pile of flaming something at the floor that he's got a broom and he's like tending the fire. Um, are they there? Um, no. What are you guys doing? Is that guy still moving? Or is he is he, he's not moving at all? Nope. He moved a little bit, and then his arm stopped. I'm still keeping an eye on the guy on the sh- under the shelf. I'm going to take a look, better look at... I'm going to... Uh, 
So there's, I don't know what's going on. I want to get closer to the figure. So you're going to examine the. Want to examine figure. it? Yeah. Okay, then we'll go back to you two. Okay. As she arrives, I, I you know, the, the the broom is the the straw bristles have all been, you know, right. but consumed. Mm-hmm. It's just smoking. I throw it on the floor. <laughs> Gonna need another broom. And a drink, I see. <laughs> I shed my jacket since it's been torn up and pull my sleeves up. Right. Okay. Uh, Action doctor. Action doctor. I will call out. I I will call out. Uh, Is everyone all right? Gonna need another broom. And he needs another drink. What was. There's smoke in the air and you can smell. Oh, yeah. The firelight seems to have died down, though. It's not not nearly as strong. Someone should get the police. Yeah. Well, you're gonna examine the body? Yes. I guess? Okay. You dig it out and it's not. It's not moving anymore, like I said. Um, you can make an archaeology check for me. As he uncovers the thing, you're looking at it. And it okay. It doesn't even look like a person. I made that by 122. Holy crap. Damn. He knows everything. Damn. He knows what part of Egypt. He knows its mother's name. This is, this is one <laughs> of the mummified bodies of the scribes that you pulled out of Kantu's tomb. It's not a person. That's exactly what it is. You cataloged it. It's number one hundred two. I will say that out loud. Uh, it's a, this is this is one of our. That's not possible. This is one of the. This is one of the scribes from the tomb. Doesn't make any sense. What the hell are you talking about? That's cookie That's, talk. I, I, I know this body. I know this body. This cannot be happening. Um, the door bursts open and it's Upshaw. He comes running in. Who's down here? Who's down here? Something on fire? We put it out. Dr. Stanfield? Down here. Okay. He, he runs down there to you. He's huffing and puffing. You know, he's all sweaty and waddles. What, what is that? What? We were attacked by some creature. Is that who killed that creature? What do you mean? I really creature? can't explain what it was by showing my my torn jacket and you know the the uh, the, the murderer did that. The one who killed Everwaith. I I I only know that it did this to me and attempted to uh, hurt Doctor Winters. Um, you all hear up shell over there, Tom. But I believe that there's another culprit down there, and I point to where uh, the guys are. This this is insane. So we we have more than than one. Suspect afoot. All right. I say afoot. Upshaw comes around the corner of the shelves and he looks at the huge mess and he's like, What happened? Uh, you're not going to believe this. This is impossible. It's just not possible, I tell you. But we both saw it. Saw what? Look. Okay. So, well, how did one of the mummies get under the bookshelf? And what happened to the bookshelf? It. Jimmy did it. Mm. <laughs> Jimmy did it. Yeah. I'll tell you this, and I tell you, I have, I haven't, I have not been drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking. I drive totally dry. I, I don't know yet. It's too crazy to even talk to think about. That thing was moving. That thing was coming for us. Come on, man. That's a 
that mummy's been dead for 2,000, 3,000 years. We know that. I know this mummy. This is one of the scribes from the exhibit. The I'm a, damn peculiar. I'm, I want to check the rest of the storage. Doctor right. Krasden had been on the dig with us, so he probably had had time with with uh, Aberwaith, right? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Working and Aberwaith would have boss. probably talked to him about the, some of the things that he wouldn't have told me, be thinking, you know, you don't tell that to the girl, you don't tell that to. to oh, they talked about the curse all the time. Okay. You know that. Uh, what is the curse? What do I know of the curse? Um, you don't remember all of it. Um. You know Upshaw has a copy of it. Um, you could try to remember if you'd like to. I'll start there. All right. And what would I need to try to remember? Um, we'll with? give it your uh, your archaeology. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that was... 53. 53 difference? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a C result. Card. You remember the curse. Yay! And because was, you've remembered it, was, it, it was jarred back into your head. You'll succumb to it. Right. <laughs> so what do you what are you two doing while this is going on? Um, since the fire's mm-hmm. out, basically, mm-hmm. just smoldering, and there's nothing near it, I'm thinking I want to move towards the rest of the party out? because mm-hmm. there's usually safety in numbers. Okay. How about you? Um, I'm now that the the flames have died out on the creature. I just kind of you know poke it with the uh, the uh, broomstick and kind of dig through the remains and just see if there's anything crumbly old bones. Okay. Uh, that said, uh, I'll head back with the guys. Yeah, you see no no fresh flesh. You know yeah. nothing. It's just an old bag of bones. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, you both come up. Well, and on the way, if I see another broom. Grab that. A lot of brooms down in this area, but there probably would be. Broom down! Broom down! As you all come up, Reg and Dr. Cranston and Upshaw are all talking, and you catch. They're saying something about the curse. What about the curse? Dr. Cranston, do you remember the curse? Because Aberwraith would never speak of it. You may divulge that as as you wish. You can read that. That's what you remember. I'm sorry, how do you pronounce his name? Kantuk. Kantuk. As I recall, <laughs> only the pure shall enter here, the unclean shall perish. All infidels who pass these gates will meet. Death as great Kantuk rises. See the next line. He will hunt the defilers by the light of the white moon will he hunt. By the dark of the black moon will he hunt. Hark unclean one only between the moons will you find peace. Kantuk will seek you and take his price. You can pass that around. Did you read it? Anybody wants to look at it? But that, that was the curse that was 
inscribed over the tomb's door. What's the current phase of the moon right now? Um, you would probably have to look that up, but that's easy enough. Okay. It is tonight is the exact night of the new moon. New moon by the black moon will he run? By the white moon will he will he hunt? I would assume full moon. Mm-hmm. So new moon or full moon, you're, you're you're screwed either way. So everyone, make a specific intelligence check, please. Specifically yeah. intelligence. Or uh, not? Uh, what's it's not intelligence? Uh, perception. Right. Yeah, perception. Succeeded. I succeeded uh, by. Anybody get a fifty difference or better? No, sir. Not here. Um, no. No. I get a thirty or better difference? No matter what I look at, it's still a, a fail by two. I did not. Because yeah. they're both sixes. Okay. Is this a uh, like the moderate critical type? Okay, I'm sitting right now at a. It's only a five difference. Okay. Yeah, that's an M. It would take two to get to where I want to take. Oh, he's going to do it. Bam! You're like, oh my God. Crowsley. He was killed exactly two weeks ago. It was the, it was the full moon. Full moon, yeah. To the day. I will... And I'll say, yeah, I'm saying that. What was the cause of his death? Uh, a broken neck, but he fell down. He fell, he fell downstairs. That's what they said. Or was thrown downstairs. Was it his stairs at home, mm-hmm. or was that oh. his home? So it wasn't at the where the museum where the artifacts were being stored. Correct. Actually, the artifacts weren't there. They're on the boat already headed this way. Correct. I had no mummy. So you find peace. So only between the moons will it not be actively hunting us, but how do you take care of the price? Are are we just assuming this is character? Uh, are are we just assuming that this, this curse thing is, is actually happening? Well, earlier this evening I said there's no such thing as curses. I I have to say I'm 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 given to reconsider that. Upshot says, oh, poppycock. There's no such thing as a curse. Poppycock. I, I, I draw Upshot over mm-hmm. and produce the linen that we found upstairs. We found this on Cranston? No, no it was Aber- uh, Aberwaith. So Aberwaith. 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 We found this on Aberwaith's body. What? And then, yes, we found this on Aberwaith's body. Now, please look at the creature under the, the uh, bookcase, yes, and you'll see similar linen. Wait. All right. Well, what is that? What is oh, that yeah. How far away did you do that? Okay, you said you pulled him aside. You mean pull him aside, right? Yo, with you guys. Yeah. Okay. I pulled him. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted. Yeah. Made him come close okay. to you guys. He's a. What's his background? He's an industrialist. So he's not millionaire. Okay. He's not the brightest bulb in the bunch either. All right. This this piece of money is similar, similar to. I didn't see the other guy. Similar to this mummy that's here, but this is a this is of a finer quality. Okay, this only comes from a pharaoh such as Kantu himself. We did not find Kantu, and we, we did not, not bring him back. We did not he go find not the inner chamber, and, and he is neither of these two 
creatures. Well, be that aside. Be that aside. I would like to investigate the rest of the storage down here. Well, uh, Upshaw responds when you say that. Yeah, first. I'm just he, trying. he says, "Well, that that makes no sense to me. I'm not. I'm not afraid of curses. I'm I'm a modern man, and so was Crowsley, and so was Averway. Yes, don't and I'm sure don't there you is. Remember that day? Crowsley walks into the tomb, defiant of any curses. Aberwaith follows him. I walked in next, giving no heed to any curses. The good doctor followed me, Dr. Stanfield. None of us were afraid of curses. That's correct. So now Crowsley's dead, Aberwaith's dead, and you're going to say, say that, that you're next. He starts, you see in his face, he starts getting this realization. Like he figured it out. He's yeah, he next. just spelled it out for himself. Oh my God! I so, to be you, and then the good doctor, and then you. No such thing as curses. Probably some of the things you say for another two weeks, maybe. Who will? Uh, uh, the moon has not set. Hasn't risen yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He says, "Well, well, what do, what do we know about uh, curses? How do you how do you? Uh, hey, well, what do you do? Well, we need to find out. We need to find out. Uh, right." Have I any inkling how to go about researching? I mean, sure. any more knowledge of the, what sure. I would already have? Okay, but you know that Upshaw has all the good stuff at his estate. We, I would like to see your collection. Uh, you think that will help? I know you have a copy of the, of the original curse, as well as you may have something else there that is would help us. Well, then why don't we? Um, um, we need to why don't we Why don't we go to go to my home and, and take a look? And you can, I'll give you whatever you might need. Rich, uh, would you mind coming along and sticking sticking close by? And no problem. I'll drive. Oh wait, we're not driving. Let's all go. Would you take all come? Would you all come to my uh, to my estate? Yes. I'm a little busy tonight. Um, <laughs> the doctor, the doctor, I believe you will be coming along, right? <laughs> Certainly. You're, you're all I, part I of this, I think I can right? help with this. This history. Yes, we are all definitely mm-hmm. all part of it. Looking into the the other other histories and. Finding information. So if I did the math, I'm probably after him. You all walked into the tomb. I mean, it was Dr. Stanfield, then it was you, and then it was you, Reg, and then you came in after him, right? Right? That's what happened. You're all in the tomb. Reg, weren't, weren't but you, you were before me, me at that time? I did. Did, I know. did Kate, did Kate come in? She already did too. I think we should check it out. That can't hurt. Uh, can't hurt to stick together either. Got nothing else going on. <laughs> Oh, it's a while before the invent cable TV, down. so I'm good. <laughs> yes, well, we'll leave that into the hands of the curator and uh, tomorrow. Can you can you come up tomorrow? Uh, I, I'm ready tonight. Well, I can arrange that. The uh, the sun has not risen yet, and uh, if we go by anything that's along those lines, we may still be in danger. What's all that stuff about the moons? What's what's all that mean? Well. Dr. Crowsley was killed two weeks ago, which would have been, as it's written, I'm trying to recall exactly, the light of the moon will he hunt. Okay? The white moon, I would assume, would be the full moon. Right? Right. Tonight is the new moon, the black. He would hunt. The black moon will he hunt. So we're, we're okay. We're okay then for now because it's... Well, is that what you're saying? I've got two weeks. Is that what you're saying? I don't think any of us are okay. <laughs> well, let's just qualified to say that, sir. <laughs> okay. He seems very frightened, and he's like, yeah, oh yeah, that's 
That's why uh, I like him. <laughs> he's apparently a believer now. 